Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. Today on the Ether, roving with Riona, the craft of writing. Today focused on metaphor. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. This is Rihanna. This is roving with Rihanna, the craft of writing metaphor today. So we've been having some technical difficulties getting the spaces started. I see we have Tara, Tara Spaces here with us as a listener. And we have Odd Writings. Yay! So um, I'm going to send you an invite to speak. And while we're doing that, I'm going to see if I can share around this new link to join today. So I apologize for all of this. Gosh, what a mess. We just couldn't get it, couldn't get it to go. So Hang on with me one second. That would be great. And Mr. Odd Writings, if you are here and you've got some fun things to share, please jump in. Please jump in. Why don't you tell us what you are working on this week while I'm tweeting out this new link? Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I just I just finished a poem yesterday that I've been working on for about a month and a half. It's, it's one of these backwards forwards things. And so uh, I'm probably going to be thinking about how to push that out because uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I try to plan beforehand how I'm going to attempt to sell it. Uh, and I also just came out of another talk uh, with uh, from the verse verse where they mentioned a new NFT uh, platform. And I'm, I'm trying to blank on the name, but I'm also, I want to check that out. So those are, those are my two to-do list things on my to-do list uh but real quick i'm gonna get some more coffee because that's very important that sounds great that sounds great and i see we have epic dylan in the audience with us and so will you sir please jump in and talk about the things that you've been working on and mr odd writings i'm very interested in this new platform that you're talking about so let's hear more about that all right yeah um i'm happy to uh to share Let's let's see if I can figure out how to. Uh, there we go. Uh, okay, cool. So so yeah, I've I've been working a lot on this onboarding gauntlet quest through Quest Chains, who are friends of ours over at the Page Dow, and basically this um, remarkable little piece of technology allows you to create a quest that lives on chain, and that makes the whole project of the Page Dow because there are so many different facets of it. I, I think in the past people have had kind of a hard time coming in and, and just knowing where to start. Um, so, so they start by going after one of these free NFTs that are soul bound and 3D and super cool. And, and basically by doing that, they, they can learn, you know, whatever aspect of the page DAO is most relevant to them. If they're interested in, you know, minting their work to the blockchain or, or writing on medium with us, or, or just coming into discord and kind of seeing what a web three community is like. So lots of opportunity there for folks. I, I have a few other things that are kind of more technical that, that me and Robbie have been working on um, at various different rates. And, and you know, for the for the past, oh gosh, I don't know, month, two months, three months, at this point, it's kind of hard to say because it all blurs together. But none of that's quite ready to discuss. So let's just maybe leave it at the quest chain for, for the tech that, that I'm working on. <laughs> good Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I um, was able to tweet out a little bit about the new link for this. And so I actually have some 
very cool news to share. So what you were just talking about with Quest Chain, I actually created one for today's show. So if you, instead of doing a PO app like what we did last time that was crazy to manage, um, I created one for this show today. And so I'm going to grab that really quick and um, tweet it out. So if you are a listener now or in the future, you have an opportunity to go on this quest and receive an NFT for participation. So I'm going to grab that really quick and then we will get going with the show. So I'm so glad that you all are here. And I'm so glad that we get to do this. And if you guys wouldn't mind tweeting out about the show so that other people, because we had about 20, 30 people that were interested in coming to the old link. But for some reason, Twitter just would not allow it to work. So I don't know what's going on with that. So all of this lovely technology, right? <laughs> Bad Twitter. <laughs> I, I had a problem Bad earlier. Twitter. I was supposed to join no. his page now for a spaces and, and it wouldn't even let me see the tweet that I would click to join. I couldn't believe it. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, but we're not doing anything wrong. We're talking about metaphor. Right? <laughs> yeah, misguided censorship. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Okay, so that tweet is on its way. It says, I just created a question for Roving with Rihanna, the craft of writing metaphor. And so there's a link. And so before we're done, I'll see if you can jump in and make sure that that works because it would be really unfortunate if that did not work. Um, so that should populate any second now. And then I'll pin it to the top and that will be that will be just right there. Okay, so excellent, excellent. So this is, let's introduce, this is Roving with Rihanna, the craft of writing metaphor. And so hello, welcome to this show today. I'm Rihanna, and I'm so glad that you're here and that we get to talk about the craft of writing together and that um, we get to review and talk a little bit about metaphor itself. But to start off, I thought I would give a little bit of background to who I am and how it is that I get to talk about metaphor this way. Um, I began my professional career as a writer and a teacher. For many years, I taught English and writing. And at one point, I was a professor who actually taught English teachers how to be English teachers. And then my goal by presenting Roving with Rihanna, The Craft of Writing, is to discuss writing techniques and strategies with writers, you guys, all of us, so that we can um, talk about the things that are exciting for us. And I'm always learning new techniques and strategies as I study The Craft of Writing. And I'm always so excited to see where your studies have taken you and what approaches and philosophies you use. And so I want to share with you what I know, and then you get to share what you know. And so today, our one literary element is metaphor and how it's created in a work of literature, namely today, poetry. Metaphors show up everywhere. And they can be incredibly powerful. And so I've seen some other people um, joining the space. And so I'm going to send them an invite to be speakers as well. And if you are interested in being a speaker, please just raise your hand because I would love to hear from you. So let me double check. Have you guys seen the tweet, the tweet about the quest? Did that show up on your end? Maybe... Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So if you would share that around, that would be amazing, too, because I really want people to be able to to do this project. OK, so metaphor. Woohoo! So metaphor is a literary element or device that um, is commonly used in poetry to create images in the minds of our readers. And it it is powerful and it and. um 
creates a connection between maybe things that the readers don't necessarily think of. And so it links their thought processes in order to give um, insight and a memorable experience for the reader. So a standard metaphor is what we're gonna start with today. And please feel free to jump in, raise your hand and say, oh, I have a really good metaphor that's really powerful. At any moment, just please go right ahead. And so a standard metaphor is something that compares two seemingly unrelated things. So for instance, uh, life is a highway or her eyes are diamonds. These phrases are actually comparing life to a highway or eyes to diamonds in an explicit fashion. So that's a standard metaphor, something that compares two unlike things in an explicit fashion. And then metaphor is tweaked a little bit as we move along to an implied metaphor. And so if we think about The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost, two roads diverged in a yellow wood and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. And so that right there, that entire poem, all of the stanzas in the poem are all talking about choices that the persona of the poem is trying to make. Should, should the persona take one path or take the other path? And that is created by the imagery that the poet uses by Robert Frost, what he uses. But Nowhere in the poem is the word choice explicitly stated. And so because the choice is never explicitly stated, that's an implied metaphor. And then another type of metaphor that is pretty exciting, and I wasn't really going to mention it today, but I thought, ah, I'm going to because it's a visual metaphor. And so let me tell you what a visual metaphor is. It's used a lot in advertising. And so if we can imagine a sleek, shiny, fast car and overlaid with that, a panther. And so no words are needed. It's just visual. And it's a powerful, it's a powerful image, right? And I was thinking, mm, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to include that. But then I, then I started thinking about what we do with literary NFTs in the right three space. We sometimes have a poem and then behind it or near it, there's art that goes with it. And that in and of itself can be a visual metaphor. So if you have something that's similar to your poem that can enrich the meaning and the comparisons that you're making as a writer, that might be a really powerful tool. Seems really great. Seems really great. Now I'm going to pause for a second and see if anybody wants to jump in and say anything. I'm going to send a couple more invites out to people in the room. And um, I'm really interested in what you guys have, have um, thoughts on so far. <laughs> Thank you for the interaction. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's move on now to what an extended metaphor is. An extended metaphor is something that's continued throughout the entire poem. And so earlier in a space that we were that I was in earlier today, we were talking about Miss Emily Dickinson. And she actually has a poem where her entire poem is a comparison between hope and a bird. And the name of the poem is Hope is the Thing with Feathers. And so throughout the entire poem, all three stanzas of the poem, she talks about how hope is like a bird and compares to a bird. And then, and then I thought, ah, there's this other one. There's a song by Kenny Rogers. Do you guys know Kenny Rogers and the gambler? Have to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, that whole thing. That entire song is an extended metaphor where poker is a metaphor for life. So that's kind of exciting and pretty powerful, really. And then, of course, there's Milton, John Milton, Paradise Lost, and all of those uh, fancy old-fashioned things that are also um, extended metaphors. And then moving on now to simile. Simile is a type of metaphor. But it's so explicit that it uses the words like or as in, in the metaphor. 
to make a comparison. So her eyes were like stars or she laughed like an angel. Those are two things she and angel are being compared and the words like or as are explicitly stating that kind of comparison. And so a lot of people are under the impression that a simile and a metaphor, uh, a simile is not a metaphor, but a, but a simile is a type of metaphor that explicitly includes like or as to make it very evident to the reader. That's what we're doing. And then there's the mixed metaphor, which is one of my favorites because they are so funny. And I love to hear them in movies and I love to read them. And that's so it can be a, it can have a com comedic effect. Um, and so one of my favorite ones is a rolling stone gathers a rock and a hard place. <laughs> and so a rolling stone gathers no moss and I'm between a rock and a hard place. And I love that a rolling stone gathers a rock and a hard place together hilarious. And then there's this other one, I'll be here till the cows come home to roost. <laughs> and so that just is so funny to me. It just makes me laugh because it, it I'll be here until the cows come home. Great. Um, the chickens set to roost or whatever that's really supposed to be. That just cracks me up. It's so funny. And so I think there are places like a lot of times, a lot of professors and people who are in um, academia will say, mm, we don't use mixed metaphors. But I really think that there is a time and a place for things like that, especially um, for comedy or you're trying to make a point or maybe you're writing a narrative poem and you've got a story about somebody who you know, maybe needs a mixed metaphor to bring home a point or bring home an image. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount anything. I wouldn't take anything out of your toolkit as a writer. I would be like, hmm, maybe I can use this and not worry so much about don't use this anymore because it may be important going forward. And then the last one um, that I want to talk about a little bit is the dead or trite metaphor. So in academia, it's really thought of as a metaphor that's overused or it's lost its original meaning or effect. Um, and it's also in academia or fancy places where writing happens, maybe don't use this dead or trite metaphor. But then again, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that if it is, if it, if there's an effect or an impact that you would like to have, um, I would use it. And so an example of an overused metaphor or a trite metaphor that, that is being talked about here is the ball is in your court or paint the town red, things like that, um, that give, it's almost a cliched sense, but I think a cliche can have a powerful moment in a poem, especially if you take the cliche and cliche and turn it on its head. And so then that gets that brings in the familiar to the reader. But if you turn it on its head, then that gives it an additional meaning or an additional thought or something that's um, can be powerful in its own right. And so metaphors are an important literary device that can be used to create imagery, convey, convey meaning, unify works. Um, and so that's, that's my big speech for today about metaphor. And so I'm really interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on metaphor and how you use them in your writing. And so really quick, before we jump into that, one, I wanna make sure that the quest chain has been out and about and are you guys able to act uh, you know see that does it work does the link work because now i'm a little gun shy about all of this and then two um just when you jump in please i'm really interested in introducing yourself um how can we find you and follow you how can we support your journey as a writer how can we include you in ours and then your thoughts on metaphor so um Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Who wants to go? Dylan, how about you? You jump in. I'll put you on the hot seat. Sure. Well, uh, my name's Dylan. I go by Epic Dylan online. I'm one of the founders of the page now. And so, so I'm really working on all different kinds of stuff in terms of Web3 and technology and stuff, but, but also in terms of writing my own stuff. Um, you can follow me at dylan.cent.co. That's C-E-N-T. And and basically what we have there is a platform that makes it real easy for creative people to share what they're working on with others. And so that's really exciting and a lot of fun. 
and uh, you can actually collect my work as NFTs there. Um, so, so it's um, you know, it's really different from from what's come before, and and it's really exciting. And so, that that's who I am, and how you can follow me. Um, with respect to what we're talking about today and the metaphors and stuff, I, I absolutely love it. I, I have to confess that, that I'm not just uh, the most poetic of people, but but I was actually able to use the quest chain to submit a poem that appeared in Bring Back Satire, and uh, you know, kind of kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, so so you, you should be able to see that. I believe it was uh, transaction sent. So uh, so so that maybe is showing up on your end. Um, yeah, and I guess I'll leave it there. Well, um, uh, I guess I, I'm not the founder of anything, <laughs> but, uh, but I try to, uh, I try to write my poems and, and have fun writing poems. I have, a, I have a background in software development. And so for, uh, uh, for many years, I, I would only write a few poems in the morning, uh, or read poetry in the morning before actually spending the whole day doing software development, because I felt that one was very different than the other. And I didn't want software development to sort of suck up my life and take, take away my childhood love of poetry. Um, but then uh, right about 2008 or so, uh, my output started to decrease quite a bit uh, with the computer uh, thing uh, for due to some health reasons. And uh, so I started to pick up more on the poetry. And by the time uh, COVID started, it was like poetry all the time. So uh, that's what I've been doing now. Uh, you can, uh, I mean, you can find me here on Twitter and I've got my own, uh, website, oddwritings.com. Um, and I kind of, uh, nowadays the poems I write, some, some of them are, are poetry is sort of like the traditional poetry and others are more puzzle like, and those are the ones I'm having more fun with, with, uh, like I'll, I'll try to write a poem that reads the same backwards and forwards. And so that's, that's the kind of thing that I, I, I get a kick out of. Uh, but, uh, well, let's see, as for metaphor, the the uh, your mention of it as being known uh, as a as a as a an overused phrase being called a dead metaphor that's 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 new to me. Uh, I think I think these these kind of ideas uh, they can I think they're they're worth uh, using. Of course, if the if the reader or listener of the poem is aware that the metaphor is dead or trite. Like you kind of, if you can assume that knowledge, then it's the fact that you're using a dead metaphor. That's that's the point, and that's and that can lead to a, uh, I can see it leading leading to a to further further meaning. Uh, so so this is, this is interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, what else I can learn about this. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And so I really like um, what you were talking about writing uh, a poem, reading the same forward and backwards. That is uh, very cool. I think I read I read something years ago that was very similar to that, where if you read the poem a certain way, um, the persona of the poem was um, ended up being a very happy person towards the end. But then if you read the lines going backwards, the, the person uh ended being just devastated about something. And that was such a powerful uh, <laughs> approach. And so when you said that, that the about forward and backwards, that, that, that really struck me. That really reminded me of, of that poem that I read. And, and then Epic Dylan, um, I jumped in really quick and it's super easy to use that quest chain um, process and your NFT is already approved and minted, hopefully. So it should show up. And so um, if you go and check that quest, if you go and explore on questchain.xyz or if you follow the link to this, um, there will be Roving with Rihanna, the craft of writing metaphor. And when you jump in there, there's one quest and there's three options. So you can choose to listen to today. And I'm going to actually give a secret word. I'll do that right now since we're talking about it. The secret word um, for today is choices. Secret word for today is choices. And so don't tweet that out, though. You keep that secret in here with us because it's a secret word. And so when you jump in to the um, quest chain and you do the quest, 
the first one, the first choice is go right ahead and just say choices. And that's the secret word. The next choice is share a link um, to a Web3 poet who uses metaphor in their poetry. Be sure to identify the metaphor or metaphors and the name of the poem. That's the second choice. And then the third choice for your quest is share a link to your own published work. Um, talk about the metaphor that you use and the name of your poem. And so that's that's how you do that. And then there will be a lovely NFT um, minted for you as a commemoration of attending this. And then at the end of the year, and maybe at the end of the month for all of these things, there will be um, extra things that go to the people who grab these NFTs. So I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad that you're listening now or listening in the future because there's going to be lots of things that um, show up during all of this. So let's see more metaphor. Let me see. Let me see. We've got some new people. AK Musings. Whoa, I'm going to send you an invitation to speak because I think that that would be wonderful to hear from you. I see Edward here in the audience. I'm going to send him an invitation to speak if he is available to do so. Terra Spaces is here with us recording us so that we sound amazing. And so then Let's talk a little bit about um, some more metaphor things and to see if if there's anything else that you guys use to create a metaphor. What is your approach? How do you do this? How do you, when you're thinking about it, when you're writing, how do you go from the possible simile? Because that's a nice place to start, right? It's an, it's an obvious thing. This person is like this thing or this moment is like this other thing. What can we do? How, what's your approach to crafting that uh, very powerful metaphor for your readers? So Dylan, you want to go and then odds, odd writings, do you want to go? And then I'm going to send some more invites out. Sure. Thank you, Rihanna. Um, yeah, my approach for this is, is going to, well, <laughs> there, there's no way to soft, soften the blow here, folks. It's just going to straight up be philosophical. Um, one of the people who I studied when I was in grad school, earning my Master of Arts in Applied Philosophy and Ethics was uh, Robert Piercig. And, and he talked about logos and mythos. And, and mythos is sort of this body of collective stories that, that we tell each other over time. Um, and, and actually, most of meaning is, is metaphorical. Um, and what that means is that as we communicate, what we do is we take these words that are arbitrary symbols and we weave them together and basically understanding some part of it enables you to begin to understand other parts of it. And the reason that that's the case is because they're all like each other in one way or another, um, even if the way that they're like each other is that they're in fact opposites, because that is in fact also a relationship. And, and so, so like sort of the, the cognitive understanding of the world is this comparative uh, metaphorical relationship. I, I don't know if y'all heard Siri, you know, chime in there or not, but, um, but, but I would say that actually the, the work, you know, kind of, kind of given this approach that I have to metaphor, the, the work that I've done that's the most metaphorical is formal dialectics. And, and, you know, that's obviously kind of like the, the deep philosophy stuff. We, we don't necessarily need to jump in there yet. Um, or at least maybe not today, <laughs> um, but but I'll go ahead and kick it off to Odd Writings, having said my piece here. Uh, well, I like what you said about the relationships uh, between words. I've, I've often thought that uh, basically every word is related to every other word, which, which you know, if, if you think of the way that language forms, the way that we understand it, you know, then that is, that is true etymologically, right? Um, but also just the way when we experience the world around us, uh, you know, we're, we're pattern making creatures. And so we, we see things and we form patterns, even if we try not to, you know, it's like looking up at a cloud and you see it, there's a name for that. You look up at the cloud and you see a shape, you know, it's like, a, it's like a built in thing that, that humans do. And, uh, for me, uh, I can, I, you know, you can take any word, like say a cup, like I'm, I'm, I've got a, a cup, a coffee cup here. So obviously that, that came to my mind cause it's right in front of me. I'll say a cup. Okay. Um, and then I'll look at right next to it is a keyboard. And so they just happen to be next to each other in space. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that I can find some relationship between the two 
that would allow me to make a metaphor out of it. So for example, I could think, you know, for example, the, the, the keyboard, if I type in information from the keyboard, it's transmitting information, right? It's, it's training information into the internet. If I look at my cup, well, that's a receptacle. So I could, right there, I already have some kind of a relationship between something being sent and something being contained. And then from there, I can maybe think of, you know, it'll take some time to develop, but, but I, ha I have sort of a little theory that you can take two, two nouns at least, uh, and eventually if you work at it enough, you're gonna be able to make uh, a metaphor or something similar to a metaphor uh, using the using those two concepts, so that's that's my my ad lib addition to this thing. That sounds excellent. Like that kind of approach, like what Dylan was talking about with logos and and mythos, um, the philosophy part of it, and how that brings in a richness. And then, I really the key word that the key phrase that you were talking about how relationships between words and how every word is related to every other word and how those can create powerful tools for you as a writer. That's so wonderful. So wonderful. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for helping me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm really loving th this conversation. And so here we have, here we have um, AK Musings. Let's jump in and um, so introduce yourself a little bit. Talk about where we can find you and what you're doing in your world and then your thoughts on metaphor. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much um, for giving me this opportunity. I am Angela, um, often known as AK Musings. And pardon me, and I apologize if I get stuck in between this. I'm, I'm really shy and I've never really spoken in any space before. But um, the topic of today's space is something that I just realized that I actually use metaphors quite a lot in my poetry and um, I usually post my poems in my Instagram page which you can um, find a link to in my um, tweet Twitter account um, jumping on with what Dylan said before I I usually use metaphors in a way that if I think, I try to visualize a feeling sometimes, and it may not be um, like, for example, I might think of a house, a usage of house in a poem um, comparable to wolf. And that is not something that people would um, think of straight away. Like you don't think of wolf as a house, but I, I write in that way because I visualized that feeling of how I felt and how the house felt in that moment, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Gosh, Angela, it's so wonderful to meet you. This is so great. I'm so happy that you jumped up on stage with us and are talking about this with us. And so um, welcome. Welcome to Roving with Brianna. You're welcome anytime. And so the idea about your thought process of having a house comparable to a wolf. I'm thinking because I'm the listener, I'm your reader in the moment. And I'm thinking, gosh, how would that work? It's protection. It protects. It's strong. It's warm. It comes in a pack. And so, gosh, look at all those powerful meanings that are just connected by just saying those two things. Whoa. I love metaphor. They're so great. They are so great. So great. So great. Okay. So let's see. We have uh, Cryptoversal books. And then it looks like Edward jumped out for a little bit. Maybe he'll be back. So I we would love to hear from you. Cryptoversal books. Tell us. Okay. First off, tell us who you are. Introduce yourself, where we can find you. And then let's talk about metaphor. Well, thank you, Rihanna. Thank you for the hosting the space. Uh, I'm Cryptoversal, also uh, Greg. Um, you can find me at cryptoversalbooks.io. Uh, and I have a couple of projects out on sent pages. Um, metaphors. You know, uh, I was thinking, I was in a, uh, a space earlier today uh, where somebody asked um, in 
can, can you describe your current mood in one word? Um, and and I, I find myself saying, well, is there a word for the feeling that you get when the walls are closing in all around you? And then I, I, I looked to, to post an emoji and and there was a perfect emoji. There was that 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 cat with the big wide eyes that looks like it's the screen painting. And I was like, oh, there, I don't need a word. There's an emoji. I can just type an emoji. Um, and so the the metaphor can can be be an emoji. That goes very well with what we were talking about earlier today. A, a metaphor can be an emoji. Yes, definitely. And we were actually talking about um, at the beginning of this space about visual metaphors. And so what I sort of reviewed about what a visual metaphor is, is something it's used in um, advertising a lot. And so it's just just the in the example that I gave was like a sleek, shiny, fast car and overlay it with um, a, a picture of a panther. And so that right there, you don't need any words because it's just visual. And because we were talking so much about and I know, sorry, that's a little repetitive for people who listen to the whole thing already. Um, because we do so much with literary NFTs and we utilize art with our writing that sometimes maybe the art that's behind um, or in company with the writing, it could be a visual metaphor in and of itself and how powerful that is created. And so, ah, so exciting. So exciting. So thank you, Greg, for sharing. And I see Edward is back. So Edward, I'm going to send you an invite here because we would love to hear your thoughts on metaphor. And then those of us in this space, um, Please dig around and see if there's a poem you might want to share, something that um, some of a poem, a part of a poem, something like that. That would be great. That would be so great. Okay, so we're going to see um, Epic Dylan. Do you have a poem you want to share? Odd Writings, Greg, Angela, do you guys have a little snippet of a poem you'd like to share? I'm trying to hey, get I've got one on. Yes, grab it. Go for it. This poem is from Bring Back Satire, which I tweeted out. So just click on my profile and you can go to my Twitter and see the, the link to it on OpenSea if you're interested. Um, this is actually the first book that I ever minted to the blockchain, although the first one that I did that to actually doesn't work anymore because the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the platform that I used to mint it uh, featured a gate and then it went down. Um, and they they quit building and it's called cargo. It's now defunct and the NFT doesn't work anymore. So so this is one of the things that that informs us at, at PageDA, you know, is is some of these past mistakes that we've uh, been through. Um, <laughs> and and the reason I'm choosing this is because there's there's kind of a theme in the air today a little bit for some of these spaces about just how early the space is and and really there there was some criticism that that was. Uh, that was featured in the first space that I did today, um, just about, you know, where is the the Web3 George R.R. R. Martin, you know? And, and of course, my immediate response was, you know, we're not there yet. Like, we, we have architecture to build. We, we have, you know, stuff to create before we're ready to support such talent. You know, but, but at the same time, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. And and so this leaves me in kind of a foggy state. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about a future that I don't understand completely, and I'm, I'm trying to draw an inference about something that needs to happen to get there, perhaps. And, and so without further ado, I know that was a lot of ado, uh, but this poem is called Mirror. The thing about fog is that sometimes it can lift a veil you didn't know was there, make you stop and in a glance see more clearly through translucent air. It puts a thought unbidden, a mystery unimagined, a different scent upon the air. And if you should choose to stop, Turn aside a moment and hear, susurrus, stir, reflection, a fog is a mirror. So that was mirror. Thank you, folks. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I love words. I love them. <laughs> that was beautiful. What an impactful thought. Excellent. Thank you so much, Epic Dylan, for sharing. That was beautiful. So um, before we jump, to more readings, I would love to have Edward. He's back. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Twitter spaces today, but um, so Edward, please jump in, introduce yourself, 
talk about how we can find you, where we can find you, maybe a little bit about your current big projects you've got going. And then let's talk about metaphor, how you make them, your thoughts on them, please. I think he's, uh, I think he's still trying to connect. Um, <laughs> okay, yes, odd writings, please go right ahead. Okay, well, I mean, I was just gonna, I was gonna mention that uh, in a previous space I was in, uh, they were saying that actually people were having trouble uh, becoming speakers, at least in that space. And, and what the temporary solution was, is that the host would ask the, you know, uh, a listener to become a speaker, but normally that's enough to make it work. Uh, but if the speaker also requests or the, if the listener also requests to be a speaker, somehow both things happening is allowing it to, to work. So I think, Edward, if you want to try that, Edward, you can request to be a speaker and at the same time, Riona, you know, grant him speakership and then we'll maybe that'll work. Excellent. Excellent. I actually sent him a co-host invite because I can send that like directly. Maybe it's a little more powerful than the speaker. We'll see. Thank you. Thank you, Odd Writing. So do you have a poem or a piece of a poem or something else you'd like to share? Um, I, yeah, I do have a poem. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things about uh, trying to make poems that that work, read the same backwards and forwards. For me, for me, there's different ways of doing that. Uh, well, for anybody, there's different ways of doing that. There's there's the really, really hard way, which is doing letter by letter. There's a guy named Anthony Etherin, and he's absolutely amazing at doing this. Uh, and that to me is like the, the typical palindrome, like, you know, able was I, you know, able was I, ere I saw Elba, the thing about, you know, Napoleon being, you know, exiled Elba and that letter for letter, you can read it backwards and forwards. So, so the really, really hard ones are when they, when they do a letter by letter, I, I haven't been able to do any of those, but what I can do is word, word unit palindromes, which would be, you read you know, word for word, and the word is the unit. And, and so that, that goes, you know, you can go backwards with that. Um, now, I could read one of those, but because the constraints are so hard, uh, it, you know, to make, to kind of pull it off, it's, 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 the, the presentation is a little bit different. It's, it's kind of hard to, uh, well, I don't know. I can, I, I can just, I can go ahead and give you one. Uh, let me, I need it in front of me though, because I, I, I don't have it memorized, but uh, let me, let me try that. Uh, let me, let me get it on the screen real quick. So hold on a second. Okay. So I'm going to chatter a little bit while Odd Writings is pulling all of that up. And so Greg, I'm excited to hear something from you. And then Angela, of course, we are very excited to hear something from you. If you are willing to read a little bit to us and um, we are lamenting Edward not being able to share, but um, maybe he can jump in and um, give us a link to one of his poems or something and we can read it later. And so um, the metaphor that I've been working on, I actually, I'm in my current Web3 life, I am editor, senior editor for Vagabond Magazine. And I put together a poem filled with metaphors on love to be published in then February's um, edition of Vagabond Magazine. And so that whole process of doing that really inspired me to pick metaphor for today's topic. And Odd Writings, are you ready to go? You want to jump in? Did you find the piece that you're interested in talking about? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I added a link to it uh, in the chat. Um, I'm not able to add it up to the top like everybody else can because I'm using an, an Android emulator on a desktop and it won't let me do that. But I did add it to the chat. So uh, if you if you go to the chat, you know, click on that link that, you know, has Odd Writings in there and you'll you'll be able to see it and that'll that'll help. Uh, sort of to understand, but I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and start reading it. Dust to dust. <clears throat> dust the tracks that mouse or men discarded thoughtlessly behind them, left that those of one who cracks the code may hack some clue. The shell's tortoise shambles, a life's conclusion did he rambles. What is false is truth, say disembodied youth, death their honor forever. Breath, their only sometimes companion. Their ages many struggle to reconcile. 
Some fear the wages war offers come in coffins, coffers more like. Anyone would ask kings why it is greed, ble greed bleeds bones leeching for life on hands feeding poppies by sunlit fields killing. The dawn crows at cowards, lie still lie cowards. At crow's dawn, the killing fields, sunlit by poppies, feeding hands on life, for leeching bones bleeds greed. Is it why kings ask, would anyone like more coffers, coffins? Income offers. War wages the fear some reconciled has struggled many ages. Their companion, sometimes only their breath, forever honor their death. Youth, dis youth disembodied say, truth is, false is what Dithy brambles. Conclusion, life's a shambles. Tortoise shells a clue, some hack may code the cracks. Who? One of those that left them behind, thoughtlessly discarded men, or mouse that tracks the dust. Uh, so that's it. And I, know, and I know that like when you hear it, you're probably going, you know, what, you know, <laughs> but the thing is, is you gotta like really, you gotta really think about it. I mean, it, I think it kind of goes along with metaphors, uh, with concepts of metaphors, because there are a lot of metaphors in here. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, well, anyways, I'll, 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 uh, uh, I'll, I'll just let you guys, uh, let me know what you think about it. I uh, was blown away, honestly. Uh, I wrote down some of the lines because I knew that it was, we're going to try to flip it around and read it the other direction and, and absorb the memory that way. And the dawn crows at cowards. Ah, that's really great. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so, I, and you put a link because I would really love to go read that. Like, I think it's something where it needs to be sort of visual, like what you were saying, so that you can, um, imagine what it would be the other way around. And so that is so fascinating to me. That is so fascinating to me. I'm so excited about that. And so Greg, um, do you have um, a poem you'd like to read in Angela? And then here now we have future Adora. I'm going to send her an invitation to speak as well. And so Greg, are you ready to go? Do you have a poem you'd like to share? I don't have anything particularly metaphorical. Okay. Um, I, I have my, my latest uh, poem is the Lunar New Year tie-in with Wordler Village um, taking place, transitioning from part of the story into the next part of the story. There's a, there's a poem, and I'm releasing a line of it um, per day on scent with, with uh, AI-generated art. And the entire poem itself um, is on Tezos with a little video with all of the um, images as a slideshow. Wow. Wow. That sounds amazing. I love that idea. I love that idea. So it's, it's less, it's less of a metaphor, more kind of a, kind of an, an anti metaphor um, in that it sort of takes a traditional metaphor and, and makes it literal because this it's it's a it it takes place the story had taken place on the island at the end of the earth um and and the ends of the earth usually being a metaphor but in in this case in this world it's literal uh there is literally an island at the end of the earth um so, so i don't know if, i don't know if there's a word for taking back a metaphor and and making yes it a, and a so literal. that's what we were talking about at the beginning when we were talking about a dead metaphor or a trite metaphor and utilizing utilizing it with a purpose to pull it back from what it was. And so Odd Writings mentioned that that was intriguing to him about pulling back that dead metaphor or that trite metaphor and putting it to use in something where you've turned it on its head, sort of. And so that is very powerful. And that's an exact um, example of what we were talking about before. So wonderful. And did you share a link to all of that? Is that in there? Have you uh, put that up me, in the, please feel free. Yeah, Anything that, that you talk about, everybody put a link so that we can all um, visit and share and look at everybody's things. Since, uh, since I can't put a link up at the top, I did put it in the chat. I wonder if somebody else could maybe copy it from the chat and then stick it up at the top. That, that would help me. Excellent, excellent. So 
yes, we'll work on that. Angela, um, are you ready? Are you excited about reading a little bit for us today? Yes, I am. Um, this poem that I've um, recently written, um, the title is Foundation. Um, it's not very metaphorical, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, time passes far too quickly, racing heart just as much. Unknown of the near future remains hidden and untouched. Unhinged forbidden secrets unfurl with the hand of comfort and finesse. Depraved of warmth for so long, engulfed in all kind of wilderness. Dry and weary to the bones, I'll take this time to water my soul. Bearing it all alone this time, I'll utterly let go of my control. Laying, laying hold of my own destiny, I'll surpass all expectations. Starting from one day at a time, I'll build myself a strong foundation. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. That is wonderful. I listened, uh, it's entitled Foundation. And right there at the beginning, you were talking about time and heart. And then you were talking about water my soul. And so very striking imagery, beautiful, beautiful work. It's really very nice. And uh, did, you put a, did you put a link for that as well? Please do, please do. And then let's see here, Future Adora future Adora. This is wonderful. And then some other people have requested. So I am going to send them invitations to be a speaker as well. And then future Adora, if you would like to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about you and then um, read a metaphorical poem if you would like. Sure. Um, my name is future Adora, aka Isadora. I am a poet in real life and a meta poet, and my alt is Future Adora. And I use poetry as a form of communication to talk about the con connection between humanity and technology. And that's who I am. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad that you've come today. Future Adora, go ahead and do you want to read some of a poem or talk a little bit about a poem that you've got going? Sure. Um, I will read one that has a few metaphors. I'll try to read it slowly because usually I do it kind of like a spoken word, so it comes off quite quick. This one's called Two Birds, One Stone. On the dance floor, she draws his name with his blood across the marble floor to the door. Muse, she was of his bones become ashes. Spirits evaporate to precipitate into making me hallucinate. My mother will never become my father, though she will tell you different. Stories like coins, heads, or fairy tales story I'll never tell. Better yet, I'll never make bail me out of jail a prisoner to her love that handcuffs me. I came out of my shell like a ghost to animate the world with my love. He's gone out of his mind like the rest of them. New York, New York, big city of dreams, making dreams dream in reality, sleepwalk upstreams. I swim up like a fish, fast and furious. Grand theft, Autobahn in Germany, dancing with spirits, I sees plenty. Ice cold Andre like Badu trying to get through to you. See me through the kaleidoscope of life, trying to get bright like the stars at night, aligning visions through journeys like Sojourner Truth, emancipating my love from you two, why not? This beauty was sleeping, now I stay woke, watching each letters turn into bullets with butterfly wings, hearing pumpkins sing 1979 and 2016. Teenage spirits needed to reach nirvana. This poem wasn't about you while I stir clouds in my coffee, like Carly Simon says, better gone or dead. With one stone, I killed two mockingbirds that sang their song inside cages that always remain open, closed-minded, divided like New York, deep dish like Chicago, pie charts, I climb out of the center of the universe, mountain meru without ropes or chains. On faith, meditating to let go, of things that paint the pain in a picture, Kodak Monet. Moments connect on black canvas silk sheets, forming constellation. Pulling it over my one, pulling it over my one eye, the other stays open to pen my thoughts, 
before I get to bed, drip emotions in Sanskrit. Sacred parade raid my head till I meet the cousin of death, Macbeth. Tragedies, Aphrodite in flesh, goddess of love and beauty. Hear angels string my hair on harps in churches while men pray on me not to stone them away. Two birds, one stone, today. That was kind of long to slow it down. <laughs> Sounds even it was longer, so sorry. No, no, I, I was I was writing furiously, thinking, and then uh, uh, there's so much, there's so much beauty and so many pieces in there that's so impactful and so striking and the imagery of each one of those. And so I think the idea of reading it slow and being able to look at it, um, because there's so many, the beauty was sleeping 1979, 2016, stir clouds in my coffee. Like I just wrote like crazy. And so that's beautiful. And all of that um, imagery and the metaphors that you did use, because remember we were talking a little bit earlier about how simile is a metaphor. It's just utilizing like or as to make it be an explicit metaphor and so and then here we are odd writings back we go to a dead or trite metaphor right using it and utilizing it and turning it on its head with two birds one stone and so that very clever very clever very beautiful very striking and i'm so sad that it's two o'clock for me two o'clock for me it's been an hour um, and we have to end the space and, um, but I don't, I don't want to go yet. Um, I want to hear from, um, our new person who's just come up on stage, uh, Ashuatu. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about, um, who you are, what project you've got going and your thoughts on metaphor. And so if you guys would like to stay a little bit longer, please feel free. Um, but I also understand if you've got to zoom to something else. And so please join us here. Hi, um, everybody. My name is Aisha too. Aisha uh, yes. Um, I'm a visual and literary artist. Um, NFT artist, NFT poet. I love writing poetry. I like writing fiction, um, in particular speculative fiction. Um, I joined this space because because of the title, you know, writing metaphors. I think uh, it's such an important um, craft to be able to write them to make things more um, evocative. To, to include more evocative imagery and to make things go, come alive, you know? So I think it's really important to use them in order to, um, to really convey a message. Um, I know that uh, you said that your time uh, is ending soon for the space. Um, so I will maybe just share one stanza to show you like the use of metaphor in, in a poem, for instance. That sounds wonderful. Yes, please do share. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I share two stanzas of a poem that I'm working on. It's called A Liberating Obsession. I wield a sword with pride and might a symbol of my strength and right. But in my hand it turns to plight and causes harm with all its might. My victims bear the scars of war, their bodies bruised, their spirits sore. But in their eyes I see no more, the man I was but now I roar. So this is the beginning of the poem where I'm... Looking into the topic of, you know, toxic masculinity, what does it mean? Uh, I use this, you know, the kind of imagery of the sword, you know, how it hurts, um, how it, you know, whoever wields it has a responsibility. Um, it can right. protect, but can hurt. So, right. yeah. Right. This the is hand, hand turns to, it, the sword in the hand turns to plight. And so that exactly. that's excellent, wonderful, beautiful imagery. And... I love um, the 
that addressing the toxic masculinity and how that um, is such um, a necessary conversation and using poetry and imagery and metaphor to pull out those important pieces is huge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so we are winding down and I apologize for a late start with the show today. Twitter had a, a glitch. And so um, please do share this space with your friends and other writers in your in your world. Um, with with today, I did put together a quest chain. This is a fairly new piece of technology here in uh, the world. <laughs> um, that's wonderful that once you've attended here, you can um, go access the quest chain and click on the link and mint an NFT that goes with today. And I think Dylan has already done his. And during a pause during the show, I minted his NFT. And so that is already there and he should have it. Dylan, you want to do a thumbs up if you've got it? Did it come through for you? Yeah. Yeah. I also want to jump on the mic and just say that not only did it come through, uh, but it looks awesome. And I had to go in and there was another step. I had to click uh, mint NFT and, and get it minted out after you approve mm -hmm. my submission. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the process is, is you go in, you complete the quest. It's very simple. There's three choices. You can give the secret word of today. Just type that in. And the secret word of today is choices. So if you're listening now or listening in the future, that's how you get your NFT minted. And then there's two other ways that you could do it as well that involve metaphors and poetry. Then you just submit your answer. And then I go ahead and approve your answer. And then you go in and mint your NFT. So, and it should be beautiful. And I put a lot of time and effort and thought into making it nice for today. So please go grab one of those. I would love for you to have it. And I am so um, happy that you all came today. And I love talking about writing with all of you, your insights and um, welcoming Angela as a new person to our world here. Thank you so much for being brave and having courage and jumping up on the stage with us today. You're always welcome. You are all always welcome. And thank you so much for being here with me and looking at metaphors. Happy writing, everyone. Talk to you soon next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Roving with Rihanna, The Craft of Writing, focused this week on metaphor. Recorded on Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the bass stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist, they can't even say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's 
what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.